Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across the United States, brought to you by Insurance Business. This episode is presented in partnership with Gallagher Bassett. In the latest episode of IBA Talk, Joe Berrios and Rob Blasio from Gallagher Bassett join us to discuss the top three claims challenges for MGAs and MGUs and how to overcome them. and welcome to IBA Talk, the Insurance Business America podcast. I'm Bethan Moorcraft, Senior Editor at Insurance Business, and this episode will focus on the top three claims challenges for MGAs and MGUs and how to overcome them. To tackle this topic, I'm delighted to welcome Joe Berrios, Managing Director of Gallagher Bassett's Carrier Practice, and Rob Blasio, Managing Director of Gallagher Bassett's Specialty. Together, they will outline key strategies to help MGAs and MGUs stand out from the competition, and they'll provide essential tips on how to achieve successful claims outcomes now and in the future. Joe, Rob, welcome to IBA Talk. Thanks for having us, Bethan. Yes, thank you for having us. Well, it's great to have you on board. Um, so the specific functions delegated to MGAs and MGUs can vary. While underwriting is their primary function, Joe, how common is it for MGAs and MGUs to handle claims? Well, Beth, it's actually very common for an MGA or MGU to handle claims. Uh, The needs can vary from business to business, but it's usually not uncommon for an MGA to be charged with underwriting a specific kind of business. Uh, Oftentimes, it can be a specialty risk, um, and they also elect to handle the claims for that risk. Uh, internal claims teams usually associated with uh, with an added level of expertise and knowledge. So specializing in, in they specialize in certain classes of business risks. Um, so there is some benefit to the MGA or MGU handling the claims and sometimes there's a need for unique understanding of the business that's been written or there's a closer and, and there's also a closer oversight between the underwriting department and the claims management team. Um, I, what I've seen is that the internal claims handling can facilitate closer collaboration on managing the claims and ensuring that the risk needs are being properly met. And then other times there may not be sufficient enough volume to support an outsource solution. So it's more practical to handle the claims with a smaller claims team that's in-house. Um, and I would probably say last but not least, there's, there are times where certain category claims or severity types associated with the risk that the MGA prefers to control internally and not, you know, have those in. So they will have uh, a set of uh, internal uh, group handling the claims. Uh, many MGAs have authority to underwrite uh, and, and, you know, provide the retailers with a rate quote issue function um, without a lot of referrals, but they also take on the risk control services and claims handling authority, which is advantageous to them. I would add that um, we oftentimes see uh, more opportunities on an outsourcing basis uh, for MGAs and MGUs when they're in the specialty lines and when they're uh, in a startup mode, because oftentimes the cost to internalize uh, the claims handling uh, is rather substantial when you consider the costs of a claim system, hiring staff, uh, et cetera. Um, We also see that oftentimes uh, MGAs and MGUs will look for carrier partners 
who have specific expertise and that they'll offload the claim handling to the carrier uh, who is uh, providing the paper and maybe taking a portion of the risk. But in the specialty lines, uh, oftentimes, you know, we're getting a call to work with folks that are in kind of a startup mode, if you will, uh, who are looking to, you know, really uh, capitalize on the expertise that we might have in a particular industry or vertical uh, while they develop their level of underwriting premium uh, and build their portfolio. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. Um, thank you both for that. So, you know, bearing all of that in mind, uh, what would you say are the three biggest claim challenges facing MGAs and MGUs? Uh, Rob, I'll come to you first. Thanks. I think um, when you're talking about, especially in this specialty area, which is, you know, my uh, area of expertise, the biggest claim challenge facing uh, MGAs and MGUs today is no different really than that facing specialty liability carriers, and that's the ever-increasing severity that exists. Uh, you know, when you consider uh, social inflation, nuclear verdicts, the reptile theory, the results that we're seeing uh, as cases are getting tried, especially in this post-COVID world, severity is the number one uh, issue. Um, and and in the specialty space, in order to combat severity, you need folks who live and breathe the industry that you are underwriting. I mean, it, having generalists handle specialty liability claims uh, is a recipe for disaster. I would say second, um, you know, we're living through the great resignation. And the great resignation period uh, of keeping staff in place. So having to not only have folks who who understand and live and breathe the uh, the area that you are underwriting from a claims perspective, but keeping those folks, you know, in place um, when there's truly uh, significant competition for talent, coupled with, you know, we are still, you know dealing with a, a pandemic, uh, people getting sick, being off, having staff and keeping staff uh, is really, really uh, an issue for for everybody in this business, uh, but particularly, uh, you know, for MGAs and MGUs that tend not to have large claim departments, so the loss of one or more individuals can be very unsettling. And I, and I would say lastly, uh, the challenge is always data. Uh, and, you know, whether you're talking about using the data for uh, evaluating risks that you want to continue to underwrite, whether you want to use the data and, and integrate it with risk mitigation efforts, uh, which is oftentimes a calling card of MGAs and MGUs, the ability for them to work with their client insureds to, to develop um, risk mitigation efforts coming out of their claims data. Uh, the enhanced regulatory environment also exacerbates this because you need the technology that can deal with that, uh, you know, whether you're talking about MMSEAs, you know, or Medicare reporting um, or, or and the like. So I think those three areas, severity, you know, keeping staff in place and uh, data management, 
maintenance, which includes, you know, claim system or RIMIS system, are probably the three greatest challenges facing MGAs and MGUs. Joe, anything to add? No, Rob, I think you really, you know, you touched on the the main uh, parts of uh, where I think are, are the biggest challenges, certainly the changing regulatory environment. Um, there is probably today more regulatory oversight uh, for both the, the insurance carrier as well as the MGA, MGU. Um, uh, They've had the ability to to drill down and and make it harder, both from a data perspective and from a compliance perspective. Um, and MGA also uh, may not always have broad authority, um, so that requires them to refer risks, you know, to the carrier or TPA, and and that sometimes is a challenge for them if it doesn't fall in line with their uh, with their business uh, target and business goals. I, and then I would last say is you were spot on with the technology. I think keeping pace with tech costs and innovation are very strong challenges in, in the MGA, MGU market. And is the reason why many of them outsource their, their work, because just keeping up with the technological development and being able to provide the, the risk analytics that are necessary to manage the book, uh, is, it's a very costly uh, endeavor for, for MGAs and MGUs. MGAs and MGUs are facing challenges around severity, staffing, and this ever-changing regulatory environment. Rob, what are some ways that MGAs and MGUs can overcome those challenges? Well, uh, at the risk of this sounding like an infomercial, we are in the outsourcing business. I think in the specialty liability area, the simple solution you know, there is to, to look for experts, external experts, who can bring uh, a lot of these issues uh, can resolve a lot of these issues by coming to the table with a ready-made package, whether that's experts in the field, uh, a RIMIS database, and you shift the staffing obligation uh, to the third party. Now, whether that could be a, a third-party administrator uh, like a Gallagher-Bassett, um, it could also be the carrier for, uh, on whose paper you are writing, if they have competent staff and are willing to dedicate staff to the account. But I mean, the simplest solution simply is to look for external experts um, who can provide the full panoply of services to the MGA or MGU. Oftentimes, I think there's a reluctance to do that because there's a uh, concern that perhaps control and some of the things Joe touched on earlier, the ability to integrate with underwriting um, and the, uh, the ability to develop risk mitigation efforts may be compromised. But I, I would say that uh, in my experience, manuscripting, uh, an, uh, manuscripting an, a contract or a service, a list of services goes a long way to uh, eliminating and obviating that concern uh, by an MGA or MGU. Uh, yeah, my only comments, I echo a lot of what you said there. And, you know, it, it, it's hard not to sound like an infomercial because, I, it, in my opinion, what my experience has shown, I think you've seen the same thing, you know, the easiest way to overcome, overcome those challenges it is through an outsource platform because you eliminate the staffing challenges that that you shift that trace onto the TPA or if it's within the insurance carrier. Um, 
you, you, if you pick a partner that has a state-of-the-art RIMIS with best-in-class data analytics, you, you, you shift the burden of having to keep up with all the technology costs and challenges that uh, they're faced with in the market today. There's always a depth of expertise. I know that you know from your group, you, you have uh, a pretty robust uh, group of specialists that you know easily adapt to the kinds of risks that MGAs and MGUs are writing today. Uh, I totally agreed with your comment earlier that uh, that's not work that you want to have generalists, you know, undermining. Um, and then, you know, delivering outstanding service. If you if you partner with, you know, a DPA or a group that is going to provide, you know, outstanding service with great responsiveness and performance management, you're going to see that that will return in in terms of retention and growth. And, and being able to have you know exceptional claims control. I, I, what our experience has shown is that it always ties into trending analysis, predictive modeling, and if you've got that TPA that has you know a host of other decision making you know tools uh, as part of their claims management solution, that will help them overcome some of the challenges we talked about. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Thank you. And it all ties into kind of market differentiation. Um, Looking at the big picture, the MGA and MGU market has been very successful uh, in recent years, uh, very busy. Um, with a lot of noise in the marketplace, why might a successful claims operation help these businesses to, to differentiate themselves? Joe, I'll come to you first. Sure. Thanks, Beth. And so, I mean, we, we've we touched a little bit on that. I think in our last, you know, in the last question, we, we sort of kind of introduced some of that. Um, I believe that a successful claims operation <clears throat> will help differentiate the MGA and MGU in the marketplace. Most likely we've seen is through better outcomes and better risk management, and that ultimately aids in reducing the total cost of claims, but it also gives them the ability to support growth and retention. Um, I, I feel that a strong claims operation helps to provide better underwriting margins and renewal decisions. Um, some of the things that I've seen recently, you know, on the technology side is underwriting dashboards that have been able to give better control and analysis of the performance of, of the book, especially in the specialty lines. Um, and, and what I found is that, you know, most of these specialty lines that are written through the MGAs or MGUs do require that specialized, you know, successful claims operation to mitigate their risk. Um, that's where we found that there's greater penetration in, in the success rate and helps to differentiate from others that will provide standard generalists that just basically are in a claims processing business, as opposed to that, that uh, degree of specialized um, focus in reduction of costs, where it's true claims management and applying best practices. I also think um, it's really critical to remember that, you know, not all MGAs and MGUs have been in business for extended periods of time. And, and oftentimes they're trying to get a toehold uh, in a particular niche market. And when they're looking for carriers to give them the pen to underwrite on their paper, if that carrier doesn't have a particular claims expertise in the specialization, so let's take an example of healthcare uh, professional liability. Um, one of the key things for the MGA or MGU is going to be marketing their claims expertise. 
um, and, and getting credibility in the insurance and reinsurance market. So, you know, part of the part of we've had many situations where folks who are starting MGAs or MGUs have come to us, partnered with us because uh, of our credibility for competence in a particular uh, special specialty area. And that has helped those MGAs and MGUs grow. Uh, it's helped them attract uh, reinsurance uh, capacity um, and insurance capacity for uh, for having the pen. So uh, I think that that's you know no different than attracting quality underwriting. Attracting quality claims talent is critical as you're building out your portfolio and and, and your business plan. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, Rob. Thank you. And it, it kind of ties in as well with, with a sort of successful claims operation ties closely to outcomes. Um, and I know that your work, Gallagher Bassett, as a, as a third party administrator is heavily dependent upon outcomes. Now, Rob, what tips do you have for ensuring that the insurer, the MGA, the MGU, and even the claimant get the best out of the process? I think this there's no real magic to this, you know, one of my personal favorite statements is put the right person on the right claim. And, and what I mean by that is let's get the right talent, the right experience, the right expertise handling the claim. This is not in today's world is no time to have a generalist handling a major transportation loss where an adverse verdict can be in the hundreds of millions of dollars or you know, a professional liability or a side A uh, DNO claim. You have to have people that understand it. So the right person on the right claim. And then I think the other thing is, irrespective of whether you're using the carrier's claim staff, a third-party administrator, or self-administering, the one thing I think that most folks don't appreciate is the need to benchmark their results not just against national standards, but also against, you know, industry best practices uh, and, uh, and the like. And I think that the most successful MGAs and MGUs are going to appreciate that just because you've been doing things the same way for a number of years and seemingly your loss ratio is good, uh, everybody is happy that you can't get complacent. Um, it's important to go out and and perhaps seek independent consultation to you know do an assessment of your claims organization. Are they using best practices? Are they are there other law firms that could be used? Do you have uh, a, a RIMA system that is truly state of the art, or are there modifications that need to be made? Um, are you using every arrow in your quiver? And maybe you are, but it's it's really important to to get that analysis from independent sources to verify that you're compliant with best practices. Yeah, Rob, I would agree with all of the items that you highlighted there. I I, I found that our experience has been when it comes to outcomes and and making sure that all parties, all key stakeholders are are getting the best out of the process is. Um, definitely having a best-in-class RIMIS system that reviews operational performance. Um, I, I do believe that regular communication on benchmarking results 
works when you have worked with the MGA MGU in collaborating on building a set of specific KPIs so you know you know which which outcomes you're looking to target and achieve and just leveraging industry best practices and 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 having clear service level instructions i i found that where those don't exist uh there's always a struggle and and there is probably less impact on the outcomes for both the insurer for all parties including the insurer mga uh, and mgu uh, I, you know we we often say you know how does the claimant get the best out of the process i think that if if everything is working as it should be then the claimant should be getting you know the best outcome out of the process regardless of the line of business uh, we have found experience wise is that the claimants may not always be happy with the outcome because they have different sets of expectations but i think our goal to getting them back to a place of you know always getting people back either to work or getting repairing the property or 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 addressing an injury that gets them back to they were pre uh, injury state is is key, and I think that's where I think we have the most success if we have uh, a focus on that outcome. Yeah, that's great. Thank you both very much. Um, lots of great tips there for helping MGAs and MGUs tackle claims challenges, and then you know differentiate themselves in the marketplace by giving great outcomes. Um, lots of great information there for our audience. So, Joe, Rob, thank you very much for joining me on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on IBA Talk. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Beth. Thank you for having us. Excellent. Thanks also to our listeners for tuning in. I'm Beth Moorcraft, Senior Editor at Insurance Business, and this was IBA Talk, the Insurance Business America podcast. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of IBA Talk. For more from Rob, Joe, and the team at Gallagher Bassett, visit them at gallagherbassett.com. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on Podbean. You can also tune in on your favorite listening channel. Find us on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts.